Today's guest is Bobby Joe Cavazos. Bobby Joe died from a sudden cardiac arrest for 18 minutes and was in a coma for four days. During this time, she had a near-death experience where she saw deceased family members and Jesus. Bobby Joe, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Great. All right. I like to jump right into it. So if you don't mind, can we start on the day of your cardiac arrest? And can you tell us what happened? Absolutely. Um, the day of my cardiac arrest, it was October 13th of 2019. And I woke up and I was extremely ill. I called out for my husband and said, I think you need to call 911. And um, he did. And the last thing I remember was getting into the ambulance with my daughter. And uh, Mercy Ambulance came and picked me up at my home in Mariposa, California. And I remember them hooking me up to a bunch of machines in the ambulance and away they went. And um, according to um, my husband, um, because I, I have no recollection of going to the, the first hospital, which would be John C. Fremont Hospital in Mariposa, California, um, they thought I was, they, in fact, they didn't know what was wrong with me. And they were going to release me. And if it hadn't been for Mercy Ambulance and my husband saying, no, 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 there's something really wrong with her. You guys need to transfer her. Um, uh, and them demanding it, uh, they transferred me via ambulance down to Merced, California. And um, upon arrival, I seized and coded for 18 minutes. And then they um, shocked me eight times and brought me back and put me into a medically induced coma for four days. And while I was clinically dead for 18 minutes, um, I went to heaven. And while I was there, I immediately was holding my son in my arms and I had lost my son. I, I, I was, um, I have um, seven children and I had lost one child um, on my third pregnancy. And so when I got to heaven, I was holding that son. And in front of me, I was talking to my grandfather, who I call my pa. And we were not talking through our mouths. We were communicating through our minds. And he was telling me how proud he was of me. And... He knew I was going through a lot of pain and trials and tribulations here on earth. And he knew I needed a break. And he was allowing me to have this 
time with him and time with my son. And it was the most beautiful experience. And as I'm holding my son and I'm looking down, all the animals I had ever had in my entire life are at my feet. And it was so awesome. And we're just having this overwhelmingly awesome conversation. And in the background, you've seen the movie Ghost. Mm-hmm. And in the back, in the background, you could see all the figures of, I could see all my family. I couldn't see their faces, but I could see their silhouettes. And in the background is the most beautiful pastel colors I've ever seen in my entire life. And I could hear the most beautiful music playing. And then there was a shift and my body shifted. And and then I was no longer holding my son. I, I just shifted. And then I was talking to Jesus and he was telling me, it is not your time and you have a job to do when you get back. I was diagnosed at 42 years of age with early onset Alzheimer's disease. And he told me that it was my job when I got back to bring awareness to the world that this disease just isn't about the elderly, that I need to bring awareness to the world that this affects just not the elderly, but people like myself. And I needed to talk about it and bring attention to everyone and to do with my power with whatever I could to do that. And he believed in me. And then he almost did like a replay of my life events. And it was like everything that I had been through was forgiven. And he showed me that everything was going to be okay. And that I was going to come back and I was going to be even stronger than what I had been before. And then everything shifted back again. And I was holding my son again. And I was talking to my pa again. And the weirdest thing was my pa looked so healthy. My pa died in 1994. And he was only 63 years old. And, but he looked like he was in his 30s. And he looks so handsome. <laughs> and it was so comforting when I talked to him. And he wanted to let me know that everything was going to be okay and that he's always with me. And I had, I had before, when after he had passed away, I knew that I had experienced, um, experiences before when my pa passed away 
the day of his funeral, I asked for him to do something for me. And he did it. And he confirmed that when I went to heaven, he told me that that was him. So when I was there and he said, now, God told you it's not your time. And I'm telling you, it's not your time. But I just wanted you to know that it's okay. And I know you needed a break. And I know you needed to come and see me. So that's why we brought you home. But now it's time to go back. And then that's when I felt my body back in my body. And I woke up from my coma. Wow. Yeah. What is the reason that you had your cardiac arrest? I mean, do you have heart disease or what's going on? Uh, well, I, I do have that. But the reason I actually suffered the cardiac arrest is because 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with spinal stenosis in my C3 through C6. And I had emergency surgery on my neck and I've got titanium in here. I was prescribed oxycodone and morphine. And so I was put on opioids. After the surgery, I was put into pain management and uh, I was supposed to get off of the opioids. Well, after that, I was diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis, which is sort of like rheumatoid arthritis. Well, because of that, my spine is fusing together and it pushes my spine forward. So I stayed on the oxycodone and morphine for 12 years. Mm. So (laughs) I had a series of mis, uh, well, unfortunate series of events occur. Three, about a year before, I died. My doctor, I started having teeth problems. And I went to Western Dental in Merced, California. And they told me I had an infection in my mouth. They referred me to Fresno, California to a doctor by the name of Dr. Gindy. He also said I had this infection in my mouth. They referred me to Wisdom Teeth Away in Fresno, California. They also said I had this infection in my mouth. They removed all my teeth. That year, I started losing weight because I wasn't able to eat the proper foods to to keep thriving. Well, in the meantime, I'm going to my primary care physician She's thinking it's because I'm on the opioids for so long. So she takes me off the opioids cold turkey. Now, I only take the opioids four times a day. I never misuse the opioids. But she took me off cold turkey. In conjunction with doing that and the teeth removal, my body went into complete shock. I was basically like a bulimic person or anorexic person. 
my body started to shut down. My magnesium and potassium levels were virtually non-existent. And that's what caused my cardiac arrest. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm completely opiate free. I'm no longer on any opioids. That is awesome. And that's awesome that you didn't get into serious or more serious trouble with that. Because, you know, a lot of people aren't making it from, I'll put it nicely, you know, they end up not making it after being on it for too long or whatever. Exactly. You just kind of eventually blanked out after after you got shocked a bunch of times and you just kind of like, you know, you had your cardiac arrest and you were out. Yeah. After your last memory of just being on earth and then you were out, do you think there was a delay of time or did you just, you were out and then all of a sudden you were... You didn't say you went through a tunnel, so you just no. you, you came from a consciousness of laying down, and then all of a sudden you were immediately holding your your son, or was yes. it, there was no kind of travel or anything. It was just I was just there. Hmm. I think because it was such a traumatic event, I think God allowed me to not feel any pain because I didn't. I didn't feel any pain whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I just was there. And I'm so grateful for that because, believe me, when I woke up, I had lots of pain. Once you were there, did you realize that you were dead and you were in heaven? Or oh yes, or were you first like, hey, where am I? What's going on? No, I knew immediately where I was because I didn't want to come back. Mm, okay. Was Jesus clear to to what he looks like or he was also kind of silhouetted or was he bright? Like, You, you know? know what? I get asked this often mm-hmm. and the way I dis- can describe it to you is I think Jesus looks the way he looks in your mind. Mm-hmm. The way he's perceived that you think he's going to look is the way I think he looked to me. Like my grandmother was an artist and she drew a portrait of the way she thought he looked. And that's how I saw him Mm. when I got there. Mm. He looked like that to me. He was dressed in a white cloth robe and he had this sort of like your hair color a little bit. And he had this long beard and that's what he looked like to me. Was he clear as day or was he, you know, real bright light, ghostly, translucent? Or did he look like you and me looking at each other right now? No, he looked like you and me looking at each other right now. Did you see angels? No, I just saw that is like in the that was like in the background. Everything was sort of translucent in the background. But I could smell. I could smell, hmm. like I could smell my family. Hmm. I, I, like my grandmother smoked cigarettes. Yeah, and I could smell her. And you smelled like the cigarette smell. Yes, most definitely. I mean, I knew my grandma was right there. Now you said you heard music. Can you remember any of the music? Have you ever like been walking around and hummed the melodies of the song that you heard? Songs that you heard no, over there? No, but I can. Okay, I'm a big Floyd fan. Mm-hmm. I love Pink Floyd. It was very similar, but also very 
Rachmaninoff. <laughs> Piano oriented. Yes. It was just gorgeous. Mm. I can't quite put my, you know, I can't pinpoint it, but it was very interesting. Yes. Did you see colors there that may not exist on earth here? Yes. Mm. Like I said, that they were pastel but but not really pastel. I can't describe them. They were just out of this world. Mm. Did you have the sense of like you were home or did you? Oh, have, yes. Oh, you did. Okay. And did you? Have, oh, yes. Did you have the feeling of there of like um, unconditional, unlimited love? Oh, yes. I didn't want to come back. And that's hard for me. Like I said, I have seven children mm-hmm. and, a, and a wonderful husband. Our anniversary is this Sunday, mm. my 23rd anniversary. Wow. And I didn't want to come home. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I did. But when when you feel that overwhelmingly desire of peace and serenity, mm-hmm. it's it's over. I mean, it's overwhelmingly joy, and the experience is just beautiful. It's it's beautiful. How do you think this experience has changed you on a personality or a spiritual level? Oh, it's totally changed me. (laughs) It's totally changed me. I've lost friends and family because of it. Why is that? Um, Because some people think that I've I've gone wacko um, because I'm so spiritual now. Um. They they can't grasp the concept that I went to heaven, which is sad to me. Um, I know where where I went, and I know what I, I felt and what I saw, and I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's changed me for the better. I'm much more confident in myself. I stand up for myself now. It's changed the way that I see people. And I, this is sort of weird too. I know things more. Like I sort of have, an intuition about things before things happen now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I'm a lot different, mm. more comfortable. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that some of your friends just couldn't, you know, deal with the, with the new you. Like, I mean, it seems like you would yeah. make you a nicer person and a more loving person. And, and, and maybe it, Maybe they were maybe, fear. Maybe I was going to say, maybe it made them afraid or something. Yeah, that's what I find. I think it's fear. Mm-hmm. Fear of the not knowing. Mm-hmm. How did your husband deal with it? He's been great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We're like peas and carrots. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, have you noticed any other abilities that you may have gotten, like this precognition that you have? 
Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I, I sort of have this intuition of knowing things before they happen. Are you seeing anything like spirits or anything yes. or, or ghosts or I, whatever? I, 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 my fam- I, my family talks to me all the time, hmm. all the time. Was it hard to deal with at the beginning? A little bit, a little bit. But at the same time, I'm thankful that I'm hearing them all the time because uh, I don't miss them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like whenever I need to have a conversation, I'm just go ahead, <laughs> go ahead now because I, I don't feel so lonely anymore. Mm-hmm. And I really needed that. Now, when you're saying all the time, I mean, is that like any time of the day and you just kind of yeah. hear, how do you hear it? Do you just hear, do you hear it in their voice or do you hear Yeah, I hear it in their voice. In your voice. I hear it in my, like if my pa wants to say something to me, mm-hmm. he, he'll just say it and I can hear him. Interesting. From what I know about the brain, part of the brain of vision kind of overlaps the part of the brain for auditory. So that's why when you read something, if you read it silently, but you're reading it, you read it and hear it in your own voice. Right. But you're not hearing your own voice. You're hearing their voices. Yes. Mm. Wow. Very much so. Hmm. And I'm, I'm having visions at night time and I've also learned, like with my Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. you know, um, with early onset, I was diagnosed, like I said, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And early onset's more progressive than later onset. Mm-hmm. So my time here is limited. Yeah. And people with my early onset tend to start having visions more frequently when our time starts to come to an end. So, and I've been having more frequent visions in the evening times. So I've been having little visions here and there. Okay. Well, we don't want you to go yet. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> and second of all, you seem to be, you know, you you don't seem to be losing too much memory. I'm on my brain medicine. Oh. So I'm doing I'm mm-hmm. doing good right now. <laughs> so, is this experience is it fading as a memory or is it something that you can escape from? This experience is always there. It's always there. That's and I'm thankful. Hmm. I'm thankful for that. Do you fear death now? Oh, absolutely not. Do you consider this a religious or a spiritual experience? Because you did see Jesus. And if you did consider it religious or not, were you a religious person before the experience? I am a religious person. However, I don't consider it a religious experience. I consider this a spiritual experience. Hmm. Because I don't think you have to be a religious person to experience this experience, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think as long as you believe in something, you know, God is going to bring you to him 
regardless, you know, um, Okay. You're gonna. People are gonna find God, right? Pe- you know, it, it's it just happens, you know. And if I I believe in my heart that our energy, we have enough energy for other people. That if we all pray for everybody, we can bring them to God too. So. And I had all kinds of people praying for me that day. And I believe that helped me as well. I think you mentioned that God gave you a mission to speak about Alzheimer's. Yes. During this experience, did you get any other lessons or messages from God or anything that you should be learning or sharing? Just about the Alzheimer's. That was his main goal for me was to come back and, you know, share about the Alzheimer's because so many people are not talking about people with early onset. It's all about later onset. And there are so many people like myself, you know, that are being diagnosed even in their thirties and it's so unfortunate, you know, there, there's um, other countries and I, and I don't have any literature in front of me to give you numbers or anything, but there are, you know, other countries right now that are suffering horribly with early onset Mm -hmm. and there's really no need for this. I mean, there needs to be, uh, lots of research and you could, lots of people can go to, um, oh shoot, they can go to act.alz.org mm-hmm. uh, to the website and you can um, donate and to, to do research. And so that our future, you know, our children and our grandchildren won't have to know what this disease is like. Mm -hmm. And I would so appreciate that because my family, I have a horrible family history of this disease. My grandmother, my uncle, my grand, my grandmother, my great grandmother, uh, my uncle has Parkinson's and he'll eventually have Alzheimer's. It's all uh, in conjunction with it. And I just, I I would hate for my children to have it. So any help is good help. Yeah. I'm going to put something in the, um, in the discussion of the video. Uh, I'll either put the website that you mentioned, or is there another website that you would want me to, 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 yeah, to well, put actually, about Alzheimer's? Yeah, in uh, October, October the 2nd of 2021, that same website, the act.alz.org forward slash Merced 2021, I'll be walking in Merced, California to end Alzheimer's. Oh, and you can go and look for my team name. And you can join my team and donate if anybody's wanting to uh, come join and walk with me to end Alzheimer's. That would be awesome. Hmm. 
I'm, I'd be more than overjoyed to have anybody do that. So that would be great. When did you find out that you had Alzheimer's? Um, I was 40, I'm 45 now and I was 42 when I first found out. So was that right before this experience? Yes. It was like, bam, bam. Mm. <laughs> Everything happened all at the same time. Mm. How did you realize that you were having it? What were your symptoms? Well, um, <laughs> I was not paying bills. When I thought I was paying bills and my husband came home and was like, hey, um, how come these bills aren't getting paid? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and I could have sworn I was paying the bills and they weren't getting paid. And then I was misplacing keys and misplacing things. And I used to be an athlete. I used to pitch an 80 mile an hour softball. Wow. Yeah. And I was giving pitching lessons to girls up in Mariposa, California. And I started to notice that I wasn't uh, remembering how to do certain things. And so my husband said, I think we need to go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and they um, did a blood panel on me. And then they did um, some more tests where they put this cap on my head. I don't know the exact medical term, but they did this glow test on me and lit up my brain. And sure enough, the genetic test came back and I carried the gene. And mm. so... That's how I found out. On social media, if people reach out to you, are you a public or are you a private person? No, I'm pu I'm a public person. Yes. So, like, are you like on Facebook or yes, you know, Richard and Richard and Bobby Cavazos on Facebook? Mm. Okay, yeah, because after people watch this video, they may want to you know reach out to you and you know talk to you. Absolutely, more you're more than welcome. Oh, okay, great. Is there anything about this experience that inspires you? Everything. Everything about this experience. Mm. All right. Is there anything in particular that you can share with us? Just, I'm just thankful that I did have, I know this sounds weird, but I, I am thankful that I did go to heaven because mm -hmm. I was able to release a lot of, sadness that I had before mm. I went mm. and I needed to do that. And so it's made my life a lot more happy mm -hmm. since I've been back. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that every day. Mm. Are there any after effects from this experience that you feel like you have to manage besides hearing the voices? Um, yes, I I do have additional brain damage oh, yeah. um, caused from being clinically dead for 18 minutes, mm -hmm. um, which is part of the reason why I'm having a little bit of trouble right at this moment. So um, I have mood swings yeah. I have to manage, and that makes day-to-day -day, uh, tasks difficult. But other than that, it's, it you know, Life is pretty okay. 
some people who experience an NDE when afterwards they have like a loneliness because they felt they were so connected there. But it sounds like to me that you are actually less lonely because you have people coming in and, and communicating with you. Yeah, no, I, I don't feel that loneliness because just like you said, I, I talked to mm-hmm. I talked to my pa and grab my aunts. Mm-hmm. I recently uh, a couple of my aunts uh, recently just passed away mm-hmm. and they've come to me and we've talked. And so, no, I don't, I don't get that loneliness anymore. Hmm. When they're speaking to you and you hear them, when you reply to them, or do you have to reply verbally or you can just think and they can hear your thoughts? I can just think and they hear me. Hmm. No, that's good. Yeah. Right. And sometimes I laugh mm-hmm. <laughs> out loud because they're the things they say to me. It's like, I'm, or sitting like it was when they were here on earth because <laughs> I have a funny family. <laughs> have you had other people that are not family come to you? Yes. So it's kind of yes. like you're becoming a medium now. Well, I wouldn't say that, but I, I have had a couple of friends that I was very, very close to come to me. Would be interesting is if you had somebody who you know, that stopped being your friend after your experience and then they passed and then they come to you and say, Hey, you were right after all. <laughs> that would, be, yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> all right. Um, well, do you have any projects that you're working on before Alzheimer's or anything else that you'd like to share? Um, just uh, walk to end Alzheimer's on mm-hmm. October the 2nd of 2021. Okay. All right. Well, before we wrap it up here, do you have um, one last message that you'd like to share to the audience? Just I want to thank you all for uh, listening today and uh, happy Easter, everybody. Mm-hmm. And God bless everybody. I know you said it's a spiritual experience and you said you were religious before the experience. Mm-hmm. After the experience, did you become more religious? Did you become, you know, did you get into Christianity more or anything uh, I'm, like that? I'm, I'm Catholic. Oh, Catholic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you dive deeper into Catholicism afterwards or not really? I'm, st- I'm still the same. You're still the same? Yeah. Okay. Bobby, Joe, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best and just have a great evening. Thank you. You too. All right. God bless. God bless you and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.